Oh, hey there, folks. This is your host, Kate Gaffney of Service from Hell, and I'm jumping on to say that this is week two of two with the lovely writer, director, and improviser Gracie Simmons, who is also my friend. She gets into even juicier stories about all the ways she had to really, you know, be able to rub two pennies together to be able to pursue her art, and she is still doing it, and she's crushing it, and I'm really proud to be her friend. So, yeah, two weeks in a row, and um, we're going to get started with part two right now. Let's get on with the show. I'm very good at compartmentalizing. You have to be. In a way that's probably, probably unhealthy. Dangerous. <laughs> yeah, probably terrible. Probably a psychologist would be like, mm, ma'am, mm, you got some doors locked in there that aren't, the, you know. Um, so, yeah. So, trauma, previous trauma. trauma. And then it's, yeah, with that, like, I'm still doing comedy on the side, you know, even during that time. When, when did you have time, yeah. my dear? It sounds like you're working a whole, whole lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. How? I don't know. I guess Pre-C. maybe. I remember, too, there'd be times where it's like I would do a show, you know, and it would be done at like midnight or something. And I'm like, okay, guys, I have to go because I have to, to get go up to work, four, you know, to go to work at six or whatever time I had to get up. Well, I'm going to ask the question the audience is already thinking because sure. you're from the backwoods of Missouri. <laughs> Was there meth involved somehow? Were you were you <laughs> cooking Not and or using? Me. Oh, okay. I didn't okay. know it was an option. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I guess there is something to be said for being in your 20s and having that kind of energy. Yeah. But I just think just the emotional piece of this. Yeah. I just could. So at what point were you like, the compartmentalization is no longer working. Yeah. And I cannot do that. Like, what got yeah. you out of both of those jobs at the same so time? So it was the... Um, well, because for me, it was like the comedy. It's like, well, that's what's keeping me alive at this point uh, is the fact that I get to perform sure. and rehearse and whatever. The other two things are just like a means to the end. Um, but I remember I had a, as an adult woman, I had a sleepover with my friends for my birthday. Good, which I fun. think should Everyone should do more often. I totally agree. And at that sleepover, I was like not having any fun, even Aww. though it was like, it was literally my birthday. We watched this terrible movie that I absolutely love. It was like a, a spoof movie or whatever that I, to this day, still hold such a special place in my heart. Say the name. What is it? Zombievers. Great. It's Someone's so, gonna please watch check it, it out. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. And I'm like with all the people in the world I want to be with and I'm not having a good time because I'm so stressed out about this alarm job. And I hated so that. Horrible. I hated that that was my life life at that moment yeah. because i was like this is like my th- the one day a year adult justifiably gets to celebrate themselves and i'm not having a lick yeah. of fun yeah so, so. The, in that moment at that birthday you were thinking no matter the money no matter what i have yeah. to quit yeah i was like i'll quit the alarm job and i'll go back full time to the preschool because to the preschool. Yeah. but you wouldn't be able to live on that so what'd you do yeah so i mean i think i obviously made it work i'm oh you know what I did? Here we go. You know what I did? She's covering her face. What? I know it's a visual podcast, but do you see these holes in my arms? I did. And honest to God, I noticed that earlier. And Is I was that why like, I asked about the myth? <laughs> no. Unrelated. No, I know. I was uh, like, are those freckles or are those holes? Know, those are holes because I religiously donated plasma for like six years. Gracie Simmons. I, the po- I forgot we have completely. To end. We have to end the podcast right now. I, I don't even, my, <laughs> were, did you owe money to the mafia? How much, like, it doesn't cost this much to live in the Midwest. Did you pay for your own school, your own college? Oh, I, 
it's just me. So I paid for literally, yes, everything. Every dime of everything I've ever had. Y'all, we have some really lovely listeners. Can y'all fund the next project Gracie wants to do? Or can y'all just reach out to her? Ma'am, ma'am. So you have permanent scars. Yeah. I Those, mean, I mean... Pretty- they're pretty large. They look I like actually, track marks straight I up. Know. And I was I like, forget about them often. I thought I was like, oh, maybe they're freckles. I've mm. never noticed those before on your arms. We've hung out a hundred times. I've never noticed them. So you have permanent track marks yes. from donating plasma during the same yes. time. Yes. Ma'am. Because I mean, you get, it's like two hours of a week and you, you get money get like a hundred bucks, you know, or whatever. This is how psychotic <laughs> all of us in entertainment are. We are all unwell. I literally sold my body to be able to do this work. Yes. I, like you have, it has to be a higher calling yes. from a higher power from God, from something, because otherwise we would not be equipped to do the stupid yes. stuff we have to do to be able to float this career and this I'm, is insane yes. gracie and i'm like shockingly good at donating plasma no like, please don't say don't like, say that sentence gracie what like, does that I mean could do it so fast okay too. so i think people don't know yeah, why so, that matters so okay. can you so like you gracie. go in and i mean plasma is weird too by the way because it's it like hurts. it's just like when you donate blood except the needle's ginormous they're massive there's a special machine that some genius invented who's like a billionaire now where they it separates your blood from your plasma. And then, <laughs> sounds so, t- wow, when you step outside of something and then explain it to somebody, <laughs> you realize how insane you are. Then the machine keeps your plasma, but then puts your blood back inside of you right away. Yeah. So it'll Crazy. do however many trips of that it needs to do before it fills up the bag with plasma. So you want to have like the least amount of time possible so you can get out of there quicker. I mean, you're still going to get paid the same, but it's like you're freezing because then they put a big old bag of saline solution inside of you to mm-hmm. like compensate for that plasma. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. <laughs> so I always took a blanket. I took headphones. I had like either movies I was going to watch or scripts I was going to write and or read through. And yeah, I could do it in like like six, five or six treks sometimes or whatever. It was that called. is so fast, crazy. That can't be good. So, what was your iron count like? I mean, I guess you're getting oh, your blood girl, back. I was so. like anemic, they, like crazy. They, I mean, the place I went was legitimately like the cleanest. Like they were so serious about your health. So you did a questionnaire every time. Then they took your blood pressure. They took your iron. Like they pricked. The worst part for me was always finger they pricked prick. your finger, yeah. and then they take your iron, and then they take your weight and all that stuff. And so then I learned like, okay, if my irons are like, I made sure I'm eating spinach or you know like I. Also, it turns out like iron supplements do better if you also take them with citrus. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not that. a doctor, but I'm a comedian. So <laughs> that, that could be a joke or it could Green be Green salt. Yeah. So I would do that to make sure because my iron would start like there, if there was times where like I couldn't donate because of my iron, that was like so devastating me, especially if it's on your second donation of the week. Because yeah. the first they get you by getting that second one because the first donation, they're like, oh, here's 20 bucks. But if you do a second donation that week, you get like 80 Gracie. Yeah. I I can't even, my brain, like, I can't take this all in at once. So you have permanent track marks from yes. donating plasma. So were you donating plasma at the time of the alarm job? Yes. How did you have time, Gracie? Yeah. So it's like, also, you can only do plasma two times in seven days, and you have to have 24 hours in between. So I usually did it Monday and Wednesday afternoon, and you had to, like, schedule, like, pretty far in advance. 
But it's like if I couldn't donate on Monday, my whole system is off then. Because you need the money. Yeah. So it's like it's serious that I get to do this. And then they would do bonuses too every now and then. They're like, oh, your eighth donation of the month, you get $100 or however much. So it's like you want to be in there donating. Gosh, I totally forgot I even did that. That's crazy, Gracie. That's crazy. So, I mean, God bless. Like you were doing a good thing Mm -hmm. and earning money, but I don't. So how how long did it take for you to have... Per, like how many times do you, would you guess you did that in your um, life? I mean, so there's what, 52 weeks in a year. I did it twice a week. That's like 104 times times six years. So like. Greasy. So like what, 624 times? Do you have any plasma left in your body? Uh, sure. I mean, there's a lot of saline, I'm sure. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, do you do that out here still? No, I have looked into it though. But the closest place to me is like. I think like Van Nuys or something, and Van Nuys is too far away. And it's, it's too, too far, far for me. That's too far. For it's right too, now. Too, I used to live there. It's yeah. too far from everything. Wait, wait, wait. As I say all the time. So, you do that for six years? At least six years. It was at least six years. Did at some point someone that worked there have an intervention and be like, "Yo, we see you too much, and you have holes, divots yeah. in your arms." Well, because it's like the. I don't. I have not seen anybody else have scars like this. Neither have I ever. But it's like because of where they could stick it, they always put it in the same hole. That feels <laughs> crazy. Put it in the same hole. That I feels think, crazy that's not to a me. Sentence I would think I would say, <laughs> but it, yeah. So normally they would do like different ones, but it was like that's where it worked on either side. And but yeah, if I hold my arms like this, it's like they definitely and like my kids, I say my kids, my preschool kids would like po- poke their fingers in it and be like, <gasps> "What's that hole? Oh, I'm gonna throw up. Oh, I'm gonna throw up." <laughs> Uh, not like it, while it's actively open it's actively know? open right now well, Gracie. it's just the divot i could probably you know if i needed to carry water I, oh, droplets God. i could put them in there so gross it's so gross i have to understand so you're doing all of this at the same time yes was your eventual focus i'm gonna get a I, i'm gonna get out of customer service like comedy is ultimately what i want yeah but what was your plan to get out of all of this chaos? I think it was save money to move to Los Angeles. That was the goal. thing. Yeah. Okay. So you had a bigger purpose in mind. Yeah. But then like, of course, that gets railroaded because I got into like a pretty rough car accident where I was like hit by a semi truck. But it sounds wor- it sounds worse than it is me saying it like I don't that. know how you minimize that. <laughs> sounds like kind of a big deal, Gracie. So like the guy was turning left he had his left turn signal on. He got in the middle lane to turn left, and I kept going. And then he decided to turn right, and it like plowed over my car. And then, but then the police were like, "Oh, we don't know." We what do you mean know. we don't know? Because the guy, the guy was supposed to turn right, but I think he messed himself up. It was like five o'clock in the morning. I was, or no, it was like four o'clock in the morning. I was going to a babysitting job. Because <laughs> every morning at what four, what is happening, Gracie? Are you dead? Am I talking to a ghost? I Every have to be talking to Every morning at 4 a.m. I would go pick up this little boy in another town who went to my preschool because his mom was in school to be like a doctor, anesthesiologist or something. But she had to go. If anybody knows Missouri geography, she had to go from Springfield to Joplin. That's too far, which girl. Which is a ways. So I would go to her house at 4 a.m. I was her son's preschool teacher. I would take care of him and then I would drive him to school. I hope she paid and you two hundred bucks every time. I school at six a.m. This is this is insane. Yeah, tell me the baby was not in the car when the no, sun hit you. I was on my way to their house when it happened. Lord, did and you end up in the hospital? No, my car was still like drivable ish. And but what what it did is it gave me my very first panic attack. I Ooh. didn't know what was happening. I didn't know that that was a panic attack. 
scared the daylights out of me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm not in control of my own body, turns out. Yeah. And so then went and sought out like therapy, did hypnotherapy, highly recommend. Not a girl. Yeah. Hypnotherapy for that. But then. You weren't even in LA yet too. No. That's such an all, LA. <laughs> yeah. Well done no. you. <laughs> and then all the money I had saved at this point, which is not a lot. I think it was like $5,000 or something, but I had to use that to get a new car and then pay like the taxes on that. And Why? then Obamacare screwed me over too at taxes time and I owed like 1200 bucks to the government somehow, even though I never once went to the doctor. Never. I love, look, healthcare in this country <laughs> is such a delight. Yeah. It's so easy. Everyone's having a good time. <laughs> no, the number of people I know who are like, I can't go to the doctor and oh, get yeah. this checked out because I'm gonna owe yeah. money. Look, well, and you know, I just paid two grand for this tooth. I so. do. Put a pin in that. <laughs> Feeling really good. I want to go back though. So yes. you, I, I guess, so why was the semi truck driver not cited? Cause he lied and he said, lied and said, Even I had my right. I got out of the car. He goes, I immediately <sighs> called the police. Right. And he goes, what are you doing? Calling the cops. You and I was dumbass. Like, I'm calling the police because you, and he goes, well, why you're going to get in a lot of trouble immediately started gaslighting me. Of course. And I was like, why you just hit me? Like it's obvious. And he was like, no, I didn't. You hit me is what he said ma'am so then when the police came they were just like well he has this story and you have this story so and like the comp the like i think he was like turning it supposed to be turning into his company but for whatever reason i don't know if he was like on something or what he was in got in the middle lane had his left turn signal on because i was even thinking oh that's weird that he's going to turn into that place but whatever yeah but i think like he would have lost his license, his job, probably his livelihood. Good, fine. Who cares? Know? This is the kind. But that's like Ooh. what I was told later by someone whose dad was a truck driver. Was like, it sucks, but that's probably why he was like lying and stuff. So see, I, I'm sorry. I'm really struggling to find the compassion for that. I yeah. know we all make mistakes, but I'm, I'm at the very least, yeah. at the very least, he could have been quietly like, "Look, I'll lose everything. Can yeah. I please just pay for your right. car?" Just like, let me Which, just like level with you. And here. any reasonable yeah. person would have said, "Sure, no problem. I'm yeah. not here to ruin your life, but yeah. you also just cost me all this money from your mistake." And, a dream. and yeah culpability goes both ways oh yeah. girl oh i could start screaming but this isn't about that okay so all the money that you would save goes towards yeah. that so then are you just like cool i gotta work at this preschool in perpetuity until yeah. i was doing that and then thank god i think that jesus was like listen i love you enough i'm gonna throw you a bone girl so there at the time was like a midwest like the only late night talk show in the entire midwest filmed in my town can you mention who is yes. who it stars because he's yes. just the most delightful buddy, human. jeff houghton jeff houghton is the nicest yeah. human the nicest coolest, nicest guy like and that late night show has won emmys yes and it has put yes, up, I'm emmy nominated that's amazing gracie um, and that has put up a lot of people because he is yeah. enormously generous oh yeah is the show still running so they do they don't do tapings anymore they do like live shows live shows now. okay i think so, it just like grew into this thing like we weren't expecting to be like i think at one point we were in like over 17 markets meaning like 17 different locations and just like across the country but he randomly i think he like texted me one day he's like hey this is jeff which we like didn't really know each other but like i think like i knew he was just from like improv stuff because i'd seen him perform before or whatever and he's a, he originally he was out in la mm -hmm. doing a bunch of stuff and realized this market was flooded yes. and very wisely was like oh i have a dream that yeah. doesn't fit into that over flooded market yes. i'm gonna take my dream elsewhere yeah keep going and um 
like I met with him one day and he was like, oh, I've just heard that you're really funny and you're a writer and I would love for you to like be our writer's assistant on the show. And like so literally generous. just without being like, let me read some of your work. Let me see what you can do. He was like, here's what it is. You want to be in on this? And I was like, absolutely, I do. Sure. Where does this fall in the timeline of getting hit by the semi truck? Because um, I will never stop maybe saying Maybe like, like a year and a half after or so you just maybe so like a year after before Jeff reaches out to you, you're full time just back at the preschool. Yeah. You're no longer doing the alarm job and you're just like hand to mouth trying to figure yeah, it out. Pretty much. I'm like doing every babysitting job I can possibly do. I'm, you know, just trying to keep my head above any sort of amount of water. Okay. That is there. That is slowly drowning you. Yes. Okay. So then Jeff reaches out to you. He's he yeah. somehow got your contact information. Mm-hmm. He's like, Hey, you want to do this? And yeah. you're like, yes, yes. Okay. So you become a writer's assistant. Mm-hmm. Put a pin in that because we're not talking about that yet. Okay. Did we decide how many customer service jobs you've had total? Um, the audience is going to get annoyed. I wrote stuff down because I was like, I don't know. Um, Say them all. Because I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm okay, the problem so is when I you interview the your restaurant friend. And I delivered phone books. Okay. The, the mall, the alarm company. Does preschool teachers? That counts. I pressure. think so. I, I mean, think you're dealing with people's parents. Most precious commodity. Yeah. The tech stuff, RA stuff. Tech stuff, I don't count. I count RA. Okay. And then what I do now, I guess that's client services. Yeah. But we'll skip that because I don't want you to. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. So give me a total number. Maybe How many? Like six, seven? seven? Seven. Okay. What was your favorite job? Excluding what you currently do, because obviously that's your <laughs> What's your favorite of all of it? You can't say comedy because obviously. Well, obviously comedy. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think I had like a, and still do have a love-hate relationship with being a preschool teacher. Why? Like, What's the love-hate? The thing? pay is shit shameful absolutely you should be ashamed of yourself Mm -hmm. for what you're you're a preschool Mm -hmm. owner and you don't treat your employees well yeah i agree with that um because nine times out of ten your preschool teachers are making minimum wage i was making minimum wage for a long time but then worked there for so long that eventually i wasn't making that um and knew at the time i was like i might without you know if i might be making more than my boss not really but well, look close to it, Loyalty you know, matters. kind of thing. Um, yeah, but I also like absolutely loved my kids. I, I always call them my, I don't have children, but those are my kids. Loved my kids to an nth degree, but also was completely overworked. Like there's Sounds like different it. ratios of like, like different ages. So it's like one teacher per 10 preschool kids, That's but they'll put two me. teachers in a classroom with 20 kids. So it's just, it's a lot. And then. I think at one point I had like 34 kids enrolled in my class. Ma'am. But it's like, oh, not everybody's there every day. And then we use this like alcove area as like a extra space for like teaching like the more advanced kids or whatever. Which is so unfair. You're already set up in a cast system before you're yeah. Even, oh, I could and go And I just off. wish that quality was prioritized over quantity in that sense. In the sense sure. of numbers for kids. Because... There was kids who I'm like deeply bonded to who I still am in contact today. Some of them are like 13, 14 years old. Like, mm-hmm. and I was their preschool teacher. Wow. Um, and then some who I'm like, cannot even remember the kid's name. Sure. You know, kind of thing. Or sure. n- knew wholeheartedly at the time, even as a teacher, like I can't devote the time I want to these kids. Because if you think about it, I always break things down in numbers. Like 20 kids in a classroom, if I devote like one minute to each child that's 20 minutes right there Mm -hmm. so then it's like but you're not going to sit with just one kid for you know can't 20 or one minute minute. you know so breaking it down like that when you look at it quantitatively in that sense you're like wow these kids can have 
10 minutes of my time. They're swallowed. Maybe one-on-one, if that, you know, but then it's like, but then the other kids who need more structure and attention because their parents are convinced they walk on water. Oh, God. You know, unfortunately, you have to give your time to, to kind of make sure everybody else in the class has a great experience despite this this child throwing chairs and fits and whatnot oh it just it's it's great yeah but at the same time like you love them so much and you're changing the trajectory of their life potentially that's right and they're changing you 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 know that's right that's fair so that's your both your favorite and your least favorite would you say i think so both okay um what's the weirdest thing you've been asked to do whilst you're on the clock (laughs) so working with babies so for a long time i worked in at the preschool in a classroom of like one-year-olds and i actually you know what i think i was the director of the school at this time which should never never be (laughs) never be i should not be the person in charge of 80 kids um no thank you yeah i actually think i was the director and my teachers were like hey can you come in here i do and they're like um this parent left this device here and their kid was like stuffed up and you like you know those little like booger squeeze yeah, things yeah, I, yeah. I have no clue what they're called over um, squeeze things you just yeah she didn't bring one of those for us to use on her kid she, she brought, brought like a nebulizer this, like, straw i'm sorry yeah you heard me it's like specifically even on the packaging it shows you put the straw in the baby's nose and you suck out the booger no the other no 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 i'm gonna throw up no ma'am <laughs> i could only do that with something that came out of my parts I will not do that with something that came out of someone else's parts. You're not getting their boogers in my also, mouth. Also, can you just imagine no. asking another human being to do that? Never. Not to, ever. Not now. Not tomorrow. To your child or to another per- Like, no. Even in an alternate reality, I can't imagine asking no. someone. To, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. So then I had to be the one who had to make the phone call to her being like, hey. We're not like, sucking boogers out of your kid's nose. Which is like what I want to say, of course. I want to be like, listen, I'm not about to put my mouth on the end of this thing and inhale. Blech. You know, and just like, so. What did you say? How do you politically correct? I don't even remember what I said. I I'm sure that I posed it as a just like, oh hey, it's like a safety thing. You know, I think I even put it on like, oh we would love to, but we just can't. We you would. Know, the you government know, says we can't. <laughs> Sucking boogers is oh, something we man, just we, God, we should have I it on wish. our crush. I wish today would have been the day. <laughs> and yet, yeah. and yet we're rule followers over here. We yeah. can't be doing that. Darn it. Gross. Yeah. yeah. That that um that wins for the thing that made me the sickest, yeah. and also is the weirdest yeah, for, sure. for sure and we've had some weird answers on this but <laughs> what incident made the masses speak with your manager i doubt you ever had anybody oh, really yes, i did oh, <laughs> tell. do tell so yes there have been at least once that i can think of that was like blatant but i'm sh- i know that there were others i just can't think of them now where parents wanted to to complain about me um there was one mom who is one of those people who just wants to be angry yes. with no reason. Like I remember one day she and her son was like not well a behave like a well behaved child. Mm. Um and he was very aggressive with the other kids too. So that no, made ma'am. it rough for me. Because also it, anybody who works a child because also I forgot too, I also worked at a school. But uh like an elementary school. But anytime you're having to tell a parent that their child like you can't just be like, Yeah, they like cold cocked you know, so-and-so right in the nose and it bursted open. But like, you can't word it that way. You have to be like, oh, you know, today, Steven was really feeling his emotions today and he had a 
very hard time giving nice touches to his friends. I want to I want to <laughs> chuck a knife through my own temple with that kind of language. Yeah. You can't be like your child cold cocked another yeah. kid. You have to shoot yeah. me in the like, face. Like they don't even want you to use the words like hitting. Like you have to be like, but he they had did. A really tough time with soft touches today. Legit. <laughs> here's the thing. You can call a, a horse a unicorn, or you can call a cow a monkey, but the facts don't change because yeah. you, you don't like them. Right. Like. How do you, I don't, I don't, what would parent, like if I were the parent where you were like telling me my child mm-hmm. had trouble with soft touches, I would never stop throwing up. And I would yeah. say, can you just tell me yeah. what actually happened? Well, thank God there were a lot of parents who were like, who were like, just did they hit him? Just like, just tell me. Just who say they, it. Or they'd be like, tell me who they hit. And you like, legally, you can't tell them like who they hit. You I know, get that or whatever. part. Yeah. Um, or who hit them or sure. whatever. But, but you can be like, well, if the kid tells you, I didn't tell you. And then they're like, oh, okay. All you right, know, Timmy. Who'd, yeah. you, who'd you punch? Which they, they're... <laughs> you know well fully capable of doing that yeah but yeah so she i remember one day she came into the classroom and she was just like looking around at the stuff that was like hanging on the walls and i had like a birthday chart up with like oh in november it's these kids birthday with like their pictures and i guess she didn't see his so she was even though it was like fully up there but she was like oh well i guess he doesn't get to be up on the birthday wall huh and i was like i'm sorry like, I, I, I didn't understand what she was saying. And she's like, well, he's not up here. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's right here. Like, in the month that's his birthday. You dumb, dumb yeah. human. But it was just stuff like that where for some... They're I don't looking know. Looking for fights. Yeah, just looking for a reason. Even though, like, I never... Like, I never really even had to, like, talk to her or anything. Because by the... I left... I opened the school and left by, like, 2.30. You know, so you just didn't o'clock. see her. So, like, I didn't see her at pickup. And normally her husband dropped off. But it was, like, the time she would randomly drop off. It was, I don't know. She just wanted a fight. She wishes somebody would. Yeah, and I just, like, I think, though, I have this tendency to make people angrier at times because I won't. Yeah. I'll you, stay chill. Me too, girl. Like, it's, a, it's a superpower. Yeah. It's just, a superpower. It's not worth it. And no. it's just silly. And I'm not going to get in the mud yeah. with you. So she, we had, like, a meeting because my director at the time was, like, fully aware, you know, like, this kid is... A problem terrible and a problem child and like um but you also like don't want to kick them out you know there's all these all this legality to it or whatever mm-hmm. so we're meeting with them and then it's like just us meeting one-on-one with the director and she's like the mom is like just naming stuff that's like outlandish like that, that she, didn't happen yeah or that she like just doesn't like or she assumes or whatever about you yeah in relation to her son and my and she's getting like hot, very animated and aggressive. And my director was like, like said the lady's name and was like, you know, Gracie is like our best teacher here. Yeah. Which like not to brag, but like I totally had been nominated for like teacher of the year multiple times across like all the schools. Like I'm not there to like make a kid's life miserable. I got to be there for eight hours a day with them. Like, come on. And so then that like ticked the mom off even more. She's like, well, I guess she's the best you got. She's your best, so... Oh, uh, this mom was miserable yeah. and just was aiming fire yeah. at people. And then, like, immediately, like, the next day, it was so weird, because then the next day, the, like, husband came in, and normally, like, he would walk in, like, sign his son in, and then his son would come, like, running in, and so then I was, like, looking for the son, and the dad was like, yeah, she just wants us to, like, pull him. Which was, like, super weird that he even came and told me that, because, like, he I felt I'm not involved with this at all, but I was just like, well, I'm sorry to hear that. 
But in my mind, I was like, that's literally no loss to me. Like, no, it's a good you thing. You guys just did me a favor. Yeah. Because this thing. is chaos. Yeah. So it'd be stuff like that. And there was like another mom who it was the same kind of thing with her where she just wanted to be mad yep. about stuff. Yeah. But then, but then it was a lovely turnaround with her where like we did have a meeting. And then I think like she just in that moment finally saw me as like a human and mm. not this person she decided she was going to hate. Mm-hmm. And like immediately like props to her throwing down her pride in that moment and was like, okay, you know, I'm sorry. I was like a total jerk and she had been for a long time. And then well. like suddenly wasn't. So you have stuff like that. Well, letting people, yeah. I mean, people being allowed to change is yeah. huge. Okay. So that, so that woman had asked to speak to the manager oh, yeah. about you specifically. Cause you're so terrible. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I agree with her. Okay. Has a Yelp review ever affected any of your employment like did or any sort of online review i shouldn't even call out yelp specifically but any online review of like where they named you specifically i mean i'm sure that there's reviews about me from like the preschool but there was no but you didn't have a was, sit like, down negative yeah no it was always like fantastic good i get it <laughs> she said humbly <laughs> <laughs> what is the last straw that got you out of any of these jobs when like mm-hmm. was it literally just jeff giving you a call and saying hey i have this opportunity for well, you Well, with that it was like the way we filmed and stuff was like once a month and then we were, we're meeting like once a week so it's like not a full time to live on yeah um but I think emotionally, it was just like, you got this. Don't forget, like, you got this really good thing. But I would say, for, like, for the alarm job, that was definitely, like, I'm having too much anxiety and just can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I hate quitting jobs, but I was like, I can just use the cop out of, like, I'm going to go full-time back at the preschool kind of thing. Wow. Um, and then with the preschool, I was like, I'm moving to Los Angeles. So <laughs> See you can't gamey. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay. And did you work in customer service jobs as soon as you got here? Like, what was the job you got here? Uh, oh, I worked at an elementary school. That was what you were saying before. Okay. Yes, I forgot all about that. That's one. okay. Okay. Have you ever told, like, flexed on a customer and been like, get out of my face or been rude? You just don't strike me as that no, kind of person. No, that's just not my style. Same. Like, yeah. my actions and my life will speak for itself like my words don't have to that's right girl yeah good for you uh how many bodily fluids have been on your personal all of them, all of them. blood vomit have diarrhea been, pee all of them was it all kids or was that ever an adult i hope it was all children me too <laughs> okay do you tip yeah of course what's your average i mean at least 20 really yeah. and you've never worked a tip position ever yeah but people's livelihoods can depend on that good for you girl. i'm from the midwest i know y'all be working 213 and out what kind of money isn't that is insane? that isn't that actually insane when i first started bartending out here and was making minimum wage on top of tips i thought i won the lottery yeah. i was like wait you're gonna pay us nine bucks or ten bucks whatever it is yeah. ten bucks an hour and we get tips yeah that to me and even me not working in customers like not working as a waiter or ever knowing that like i feel rich mm-hmm. and i'm like but i didn't even is that why, crazy why does this affect me so much but, but 213 yeah. i mean and it has it's been 213 for 167 mm-hmm. years they have not yeah. changed because they said well you you make tips so this is how yeah. but you still have to declare your tips right i can't well even now like i and not only i mean it's just like you have to think about how cruddy the position is the person works in so like mm-hmm. when i go to my vet i always take them a huge like snack do you of, of course you do because of course you do I've heard that veterinarians have like the highest suicide rate of any career. Oh, I thought it was dentists. I didn't know it was vets. That's what That's, I heard. So I'm like, I wow. I want well, you guys to know I appreciate you. Here's some peanut butter crackers. <laughs> you know, Do they just, love it. And I always write them a note and I say, thank you so much for taking care of Goose. Love Gracie and Goose. And yeah, they always, they, I, I've done it, you know, every time I've gone in there, but they act so surprised every time. Aw. 
Yeah, so. they're get. I mean, I think any it's sort of similar to the alarm job that you have. Like whenever anybody is at, and this is true for nurses and doctors and anybody who works when they're going to see you at your worst, I feel like we forget that I forget that those people are humans first as yeah. well. And they will have a bad day. They will have a situation where they will need them or yeah. someone that does their job. Yeah. And it's a hard, it's hard to remember that you're well, a hero. Like, nine times out of 10, they immediately, that gets them on your side. Right yeah, away. sure. So like, here's a fun tip. If you ever need to run a U-Haul, take a thing of donuts in there to the guys working. Cause they'll usually throw in some free stuff. Manipulation. Yeah. Manipulation is always a key. Yeah. That's good. She's That's like, oh good, my gosh, Gracie. I thought of you guys. I knew I was coming here this morning. I got you this dozen donuts. And they're like, oh, do you need a dolly for free? I'm like, yeah, I do. I sure do. Here's your donuts. Yeah. Uh, do you ever not tip? Is there a situation where you wouldn't? I mean, I think if they abused me. What does abuse mean? Like if they said nasty things to me or something. Called you outside like, of your name. Oh, that's unfortunate. I th- <laughs> or honestly, I think I would just be like, friend, are you okay? Oh, you're a hero. Like, I would think I would just kind of get to them. Because there is no way it has to do with me. No, because they don't know you long enough. Yeah. Yeah. And me, like, ordering a salad should not make you this angry. And if it does, like, (laughs) you have a deeper-seated issue, my friend. And I will sit and talk with you with it if you need to. Would you really? Yeah, 100%. I'm a four on the Enneagram. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Are you? My superpower is letting people sit in their emotion. Wow. And sitting there with them, whether it's joy or pain or fear or whatever grief i can not know you and i would sit there i will hold space for you i'm surprised you didn't feel attracted to being a therapist yeah yeah no thanks comedy yeah same girl is too appealing i know i get told all the time oh you'd be a really great therapist my therapy yeah i agree with that have you ever been fired i already know the answer to this yes you yes what i was fired kate greasy for how how i was fired unjustly it had to have been unjustly (laughs) What did you do? I totally forgot about this. So it was at the elementary school I was working at in Hollywood. Well, of course. Well, that, that makes way. me immediately. Do you, when you hear that someone's fired from a school, don't you immediately yeah. think, oh, they're a sex offender? No. Oh, that's what no. I thought. Oh, my God. No, Gracie. Now I just seeded that in everybody's brain. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? No, I thought you they hit a, a child. <laughs> You're like, no, I just thought you punched a kid in the face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. No. Okay, so it's, it's like a stupid way of being fired. So... I worked at the school, then the pandemic hit. So we are working online and we are working our tails off like nobody's business. It was a charter school, by the way. So if you ask me, we did way better than LAUSD. No offense to all my LAUSD teacher friends. Um, I don't think people know what charter schools are. Can you explain what that um, means quickly? I know it's hard. I don't know. It's like a school that's not within your school system. But isn't it privately funded? Like, and privately isn't it like funded. They, yeah, they and have they, to like raise their own money. Yeah, and they pump certain yeah, kids into and it. certain kids can come, like whatever. So anyway, we went... We did online and then um, L.A., as those of you know who were in L.A. during the pandemic, it completely just stopped. You know, like you couldn't even do anything. You mean the city itself? The city not, was yeah, like, yeah, just forget about down. living. Yep. And couldn't even go to the grocery store. Yeah. So then in that time, also like my school was online, my improv was online, like everything was online. And it. so I moved back to Missouri and I knew at the time, like, well, I'd heard we're not supposed to work in another state or live in another state and work for the school. So I had told them like, hey, I'm moving in a month. I give them like a month's notice. Like I'm moving in a month. I just want to give you a heads up so you have plenty of time to find somebody. And then they were like, oh, well, would you want to like live in Missouri and still work for the school? And I was like, heck yeah. Because in my mind, I thought that I don't have to find a job. Yeah, money. <laughs> uh, at least until like June when school it's out. And so I did that. And then they gradually started going back or they were said they were going to start going back in person, but they were like, we're going to do this like hybrid schedule. And they were like, and let us know if you need to 
keep being online. And so then I reach out to like my admin team and they're like, yeah, I just like put in your request to HR. It'll be totally fine. No worries. So I put in my request and literally on a Saturday, on a Saturday night, they emailed me and they were like, um, because you live out of the state, we're not going to honor your request and we're going to let you go. But we would be willing to let you stay working with us until Thursday. Wow. And I thought, I am so lucky. Yeah. Four whole days. Because after that was spring break. Yeah. So then I was just like absolutely shocked. Just frustrated because I was like, I was honest up front. Like y'all knew. And so then my like direct supervisor reached out to me. She was very upset and very much in my corner. And then she's like, okay, I've talked to them. Like you can work for like two more weeks, you know, if you want to. And in my mind, I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to because I know you're firing me. I'm not going to quit because then what if I need unemployment or whatever. Yeah. Which then unemployment tried to come back at me. And after they had paid me out and we'd be like, well, when did you quit this job? When they kept using the word quit vocabulary quit. And I crossed it out on every line. And I said, I did not quit. I was fired. Good job, you. Yeah. So yeah, I was fired. (laughs) Okay. Well, have you ever been pushed to the point of anger? Because you seem so even keeled. Have you ever like? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Just checking. Yes. Just want to make sure that people know you're a human being. Yeah. (laughs) Worst customer, top to bottom. Last question in this section. If you have ever had a direct, I mean, that woman you described at the school was pretty nasty. Yeah. But is there either an experience you had directly Mm -hmm. you can remember or an archetype of who is the worst customer? Yeah. Um, So one person immediately came to mind and it was this dad at the preschool. So the way the preschool was set up was like, like uh, classes are like baby, one-year-old, two-year-old three three and four-year-olds and then like four and five-year-olds but they call them the three-year-old class and the four-year-old class it shouldn't be called that it should be called the preschool and the pre-k yeah. is what it should be called so one of the kids a couple of the kids had turned four but we have to wait for other kids to age out you know of pre-k to go to kindergarten to then move other kids up so she was like four a couple other kids were four so she would be like i'm four but i'm in the threes class and i'm like but it's really the preschool class twice her dad called me and chewed me out in a way that was like completely unnecessary and like at the time i was the director of the school too and so he's like completely degrading me he's like who's even in charge up there and like screaming at me to where and doesn't let me speak but also i was like there's no point in me speaking but then it like immediately took me back to childhood of being screamed at Mm -hmm. and i was like crying so hard i could not even talk like that kind of crying where like you try to speak and guttural you're hyperventilating and you can't and to this day like he's they he's not in the same circles that like i still am in but like the outside of one of those friendship groups he's in and every time i see him i'm just like gross you're so gross but he wait why did he yell at you just because he wanted his kid in the pre-k classroom instead of the three and four-year-old classroom who cares yeah and you're gonna ream someone for that yeah that is hands down the worst interaction it was just like there was literally nothing i could do he's like well i'm not bringing her back until she's in there and i was like okay well what would you like me to do about billing and he was like just figure it out i'm like well you're so you're still gonna get charged because it's a company like i have nothing to do with billing i'm not you know whatever also bfd like you you want your kid in a certain class and they're not in there yeah take it take it to the corporation yeah i don't know what to tell you it was like one of those moments again where it's like i assume you don't have power anywhere else so you like that's right unnecessarily like heavily wield it in this area to like someone who who's like smaller than you and like you know also like, in a subservient you position. Like you feel yeah. good right now? Yeah. This is how you're getting your self-esteem and ego boost? This? Yeah. Yeah, I've thought of that a lot, especially for people who are in service positions where they can't say anything. I've yeah. heard 
people like in my life be on the phone with like customer service agents and stuff. And the way that they speak, I'm like, you know, that's a human being with like a life and feelings yeah. and, and like they are just a cog in the wheel. Mm -hmm. They don't decide and um, flies with honey. Yeah. Anyway, anybody who can't be told no. Yes. That's yes. the worst kind of person. Because Ooh, like, that's a good on. answer. Gracie. We're all, we're all yeah. growing and we are doing our best and just like you having money doesn't mean people can't tell you no. Come on. Kind of thing. Come on. And that's Everybody gets so told sad. no. It is so sad. I love that answer. Somebody who can't be told no is right. That is the worst customer. Well, now we're going on to the good stuff. <laughs> Yay. We hope you saved room for dessert. What's the nicest thing a customer has done for you whilst you're working? So I'm excited to talk about this. My... One of my parents, well, not when I say like my kids and my parents, that means like my preschool people. Got it. So one of the parents who I was with, I was her daughter's preschool teacher. And before I moved to Los Angeles, I might cry. Oh my Aww. gosh. Has anybody cried on your podcast yeah. before? Okay. <laughs> Myself included. <laughs> I cry at like happy things, beautiful me things. Too. Beautiful things get me. Um, I'm generous with my tears as my friend Sarah says yeah, to me. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. that. Isn't that nice? I'm generous with my tears. She told me that yesterday as I was crying. <laughs> I say I reflect god's softness oh i like I that <laughs> don't make me cry you so, want a hot speak one of the parents we actually became friends like her name's kathy shout out to kathy i love you so much um she we became friends because she came and watched me do stand up once come on yeah That's and sweet. she had a blast and then it was like after that we were just like bonded buds. and like totally yeah. buds and like also one of the funniest coolest people i know who does not do comedy and i don't understand why not <laughs> um but before I moved to LA, oh, I can feel it coming. It's okay, girl. Get there. She arranged, I did not know this was going to make me cry. She arranged like a secret surprise dinner for me from like a bunch, all the moms in my class. I'm crying. Oh my gosh. Why is that so as, like, sweet? It's like a going away. Like, good luck in LA. And they all like wrote me cards. And that is so lovely. I can't believe I'm crying on a comedy. You're allowed podcast. to. You're allowed to. Um, yeah, and that, like, and then even whenever I graduated UCLA, like, she sent me, like, a card with, like, a gift card and Greasy. everything. And, like, it was so, we do, like, phone dates, like, once a month, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, she's one of my best friends. We love like, Kathy. Just, Kathy's the absolute People like Kathy, human. and like, they, they keep artists arting, and oh people like that are so rare. Shout out to Mike. I know you're listening, and Dawn. <laughs> I've got a lot of those people who, like, just keep artists arting. Yeah. I mean, and, I could literally tell Kathy, like, she's my best hype man. I could be like, oh, you know, I went out on the street, and I mimed, and she'd be like, that is incredible. You're amazing. We love like, Kathy. We love Kathy like, a lot. she's the reason people can, like, get through hell yes. and continue to, to do comedy because I don't know anybody who can do it and it's like yeah I had this really easy way of getting here yeah you those know? are angels on earth though but yeah I truly... she's my best customer I guess I, that counts okay so that's <laughs> the nicest thing so organize yeah. a surprise dinner for you noted so would she would you say she's your favorite customer then you've interacted? yeah I definitely have a group of like the moms who are just like parents who are cool who are like who would be the ones who like if my kid does something tell me oh like, they keep it me. real yeah they're and and the demographic of children I worked with, their parents were like definitely the wealthier. Most of them were like doctors, lawyers, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the hardest people to say no to or to hear no, you know, or entitled people with money. The but these people were like, no, we've got money, but like we're cool. Like we party and we're cool. And we're humans. And we're humans and our kids are human. So like text me if they ever do this again, you know. Sure. 
So, yeah, that's a, there's a sort of social disconnect, I think, that happens when people make the assumption that rich kids are behaved better right. and or, you know, you have to tiptoe because of wealth. It's yeah. such a it sets up a caste system so early and it's like, no, kids are kids are kids because yeah. kids are humans. And it doesn't matter if they come from a house with an elevator or a trailer like right. it doesn't. Kids are kids are kids. Yeah. And oh, yeah. But, and there was like really solid group of the parents who were just awesome. And I'm still friends with to this day, you know, who they didn't know, but like they were paying my bills by letting me babysit. Oh, bless. You know, that kind of stuff. Would they see the holes in your arm and think, well, are good. <laughs> probably they're probably like, oh, good Lord. We'll, we got a meth head. We'll, we'll let you come babysit every night this week. You know? <laughs> okay. Did you, have you ever received a tip? I know you said you got like a card with a gift card and stuff, but did you um, ever? Whenever it was like Christmas time or teacher appreciation week parents mm-hmm. would give us gifts and stuff that's um, lovely yeah so that was always like really awesome some of them too they'd be like we're keeping it real and they would like give you alcohol <laughs> and i'd be like can i even keep this in my classroom today you're like Maybe look i'm giving it to your kids car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> your kids are like yeah. miss gracie we found your punch oh, oh yeah they'd be like there's your grown-up juice you know or whatever <laughs> okay um what's the best time you've ever had at work Oh, man. I think, like, there, towards the end of my preschool career, I had, like, such a phenomenal class of kids because you really have to, like, train them on how to go and, like, how you treat them. And, and like, for, for me, it was, like, we'd do all these activities. My favorite was one of the little girls. I was actually um, Kathy's daughter was like all oh, right we love kathy a lot oh we love her a lot a Kathy's lot. daughter of course came up with this really fun game that it morphed into this thing where we would like after nap time every day they'd have their snack and we would do like this dance party where like i would sit and on my computer i would like dj and they would choose like the kids bop song that they wanted to dance to and then i would let them choose the rest of us sat in a circle and they would choose like two friends that they wanted to dance with them so then they could like show off their dance moves but then i'd also kept like a chart of like who got chosen and who didn't so everybody got chosen at least twice and everybody got to choose of course you did gracie of course you did so that was like such a blast because then you know, I'm just sitting there on my laptop doing fun songs and they're dancing and like just watching their confidence burst through the roof. Like that was incredible. Yeah. So I think probably that was the best time. Okay. You know, it counts. Sappy. Get your tissues. <laughs> What's the best lesson you've personally learned from any of these jobs? Oh, gosh. I mean, I guess like probably looking at it on like a downside it's like people just want a reason to justify their anger sure they just want a reason to be mad mm-hmm. and you can either play into that with them or you can possibly change the tra- trajectory of where, where they're going with it how know? well even like for example that mom who decided she was gonna hate me and then sat and actually talked with me and i was just chill about it wasn't didn't react on how i actually felt where i was just like i think you're being ridiculous and intense and for no reason it's how i felt but i did not let that come out Mm -hmm. and then you know from then on her deciding like she loved me at that point like truly like she would message me on like the app we had for like the kids or whatever and um would then i would hear her daughter being like isn't miss gracie like so awesome you know stuff like that where it's like i could have been you're insane, you have ridiculous rules, you spoil your kid, you know, whatever comments I could make in my own ego's defense. And it would have then been terrible to see her every day, Mm -hmm. you know, but then because I decided 
I'll hold space for this time that you want to be mad, but I won't feed into it, mm-hmm. you know? How do you, I mean, this is, this is not a question in this section, but I'm curious because we're so similar. How do you balance that between becoming a doormat? Because I think for me, it's like, Mm -hmm. I feel like if I don't, I hate showing my teeth. I don't get any pleasure out of it. But I feel like with so many people, you know, in customer service and in my world, really, if I don't show my teeth, then kindness is taken for weakness. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how to balance that. I don't want to change being kind, but also feels like a feels like an opening yeah. for some people so how do you balance that's a that? great question so you. you have to one have your boundaries and two be okay with other people not being okay with them mm. because if you're not okay with someone not being okay with your boundaries then you feel icky like you're gonna feel gross anyway and it's a muscle that you have to work on mm-hmm. but continuing to hold that boundary even though you feel gross or they are trying to penetrate it you know, in whatever sense to make you feel bad and relent, you just stick to it, I think. So even in a customer service setting, though, Mm -hmm. specifically, you feel, would you just repeat yourself? I think so. Yeah, I think, you know, you just, but just as calmly, you know, like you can just Mm -hmm. be like, hey, that's not something we do here. (laughs) You know, like take that attitude or even just turning it back on putting it on a personal level for them of like, hey, are you okay? Wow. Like, like, let's step outside of this moment and just let me check in with you. Maybe nobody's checked in with you today. Or just keeping in mind, too, like, you know, if somebody's coming at you, like, what was their drive like in today? Mm-hmm. Maybe they had, like, the worst traffic and somebody flipped them off and whatever. Mm-hmm. But in, they couldn't take it out on that person. But you're subservient to them right now, so they can take it out on you. But let me just make us peers in this moment. Like, Ooh, that's great advice. Okay? Make us peers. I like that a lot. Yeah. What do you do? Have you ever had an interaction where the customer service representative was being aggressive and terrible to you and you had to flip it? Yes, I did. I was helping. My boss needed something with like his insurance wasn't billed or whatever. And I was having to call these places to like figure stuff out for him. And the person was like nasty right away, which I understand, you know, you probably don't love this gig that you're doing. And also I know I'm aware I don't have the information that you want because this is not even my account. I know nothing about it, but I'm going to do my best here. So he was being like really just nasty right away. And I was like, hey, I understand I don't have what you're asking for, but I also don't think you need to speak rudely to me about it. And he was like, ma'am, I am not being rude. I said, well, your voice is a little spicy. Good for you. So that's what I said. And then I think he probably was like, oh, she's not getting angry at me back, you know? So he knew like I wasn't going to be a jerk back. And so then I did like hear him like kind of course correct. Like he was still snobby, but his tone was at least a lot better. That's a that's a really good. I love the word spicy. Yeah, Your I didn't well because I didn't want to say rude or rude aggressive because it's yeah, yeah. I so but the first thing that came to mind was spicy. So I was like, I I'll love it. Say that that's great. Good job, you Gracie. Okay, so what did you say was the best lesson you'd learned? Because no, what did you say? It was good. You answered I mean, this. Did I already ask this? Yeah. Like, what did you say? People just want to be have a reason to be mad. I oh, think. oh, got it. Okay, got it. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> The audience Don't is going to be like, she art, you're right. Say thank you for clarifying. Thank you for clarifying, Gracie. What's one piece of advice you would give to customers who interact with customer service workers? I would say, like, they're a person too. What? Please look at them as another living, breathing human being. You don't own them. What? You don't own their time. That feels crazy, Gracie. They, nine times out of ten, what? They're like writing down 
the salad you wanted and taking it back to the kitchen, having no control over it from that point, and then carrying it back to you, like, calm down. Mm-hmm. They're not performing surgery on your brain and like come on your life is not going to be ruined because come on Ms. they Crazy. brought you italian dressing instead of ranch like ranch is amazing yes we all know yes, that yes let's, it is shout out to ranch we do a lot of shout ranch. outs ranch. hidden valley come for me <laughs> come for me. sponsor this podcast taco bell and hidden valley <laughs> yeah and like just looking at another human you don't I just can't handle when other people are so entitled of being like, well, I have money, so you can't tell me no, or you can't, you mm-hmm. have to do this because of who I am. I'm like, I don't know you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying here. to help. I'm here to help you. Yeah. Like, you need me in this moment mm. as your servant or whatever. Yeah. So, like, chill. We're all people. We're all, you're not Jesus. Like, come on. Yeah. Chill out. Do you think you'd be different with Jesus? Do you feel like you'd be like... Oh, yeah. I'd be at his feet. I'd be just just like so it's the one t- the one case down there at his feet crying with my tears washing it with my hair i would okay. totally be doing all that okay yeah he's the one he's the one where the he exceptions must. are made true love okay he's got funny. it <laughs> okay well is there anything else that you wish people knew about customer service or these jobs or anything anything else you've taken away that you're like because i think i've asked a lot of people this like there's a sense especially when you know the comics that i've had on that are started that have done or are doing exceptionally well mm-hmm. in their careers and i've started to ask you know has there been a piece of these old customer service jobs that you either miss and kind of want to go back to mm-hmm. or that you think informs the entertainment work that you're mm-hmm. doing now oh that's such a great question it's crazy i think especially once you start getting more success in the career field you want to go you have got to surround yourself by people who will tell you no that's right and by people who will check you that's right and not yes not not a yes person always Mm -hmm. and i think a great way to be humbled is yeah when you're working in like a restaurant things like that people have no qualms with telling you who you are where you should go and all that all about yourself yes Mm -hmm. so 100 percent, like just surround yourself with real people who will tell you real things and not build up your ego like if everyone around you is building up your ego you You're have in the wrong a problem yeah. you are in the wrong group mm-hmm. and you need to get out mm-hmm. um i agree with you yeah so you think some of that has informed like you do you think that that those are lessons that you learned because of working in customer service or do you feel like I you would have felt partly i did yeah okay. because i mean you know we're gonna like people in the kitchen they'll tell you like you're a piece of garbage sure the customer will. will tell you you're a piece of garbage they like, sure will They'll be like, I baked you this humongous humble pie. You are going to eat all of it. Not just Everybody. one little piece. Everybody. I'm going to watch you with my arms folded <laughs> the whole time. Enjoy. Enjoy. You dropped a crumb. Lick the, lick the know, plate. Lick the plate. Yeah. <laughs> all that. And I think it just kind of, it's sad that it's like, because it's unnecessary in the grand scheme of eternity. But sure. at the same time, like, it is important for you to know your ego doesn't belong anywhere ever. That's right. That's right. There's no yeah. space. Mm. I love it. Well, is that it? You want to tell anybody anything else? No, I, I had a blast. No, this was so I great. I cried. Oh, I, I laughed. You did all the things. Well, how can people get in touch with you? Do you want people to know your socials? Do you want to share your IMDb? Like, what's the, um, where are you with that I stuff? I guess they can know my socials. Okay. What are they? Um, Give them. He, uh, okay, so I think mostly you'll find me on platforms as the Gracie Simmons. That's my same deal. hey um, I also have like another on TikTok. I'm that, but I'm also more of the comedy stuff is on like go with Gracie, I think is my handle. So can you spell Gracie Simmons? It'll be obviously yeah. in the title in the show notes yeah, and whatever, yeah. but um, Gracie, G-R-A-C-I-E Simmons, S-I-M-M-O-N-D-S. 
Got it. Simmons with a D. Okay. And is that what they find you on for IMDb and stuff? Is if they yeah, want to you find up me on IMDb there. You find me on YouTube. Okay. All the all the places on the interwebs. How can we find Goose? Does Goose have? Socials? Oh my gosh! I'm gonna plug Goose's. Yes, Goose has an Instagram. Oh, he has a YouTube as well and a TikTok. Oh my gosh! You're a child. Goose's Instagram is doing better than mine, by the way. <laughs> no problem. Um, so it, there's a million cats named Goose. It turns out because when that. I tried to make his handle Goose the Cat, like that was just not. They were like, "We've got that nah. taken care of." So I had to do Goose the Cat Simmons, but it's like Goose dot the dot cat dot Simmons. I'm like, okay. this is upsetting. I need to pay Shorten Goose this. the Cat to give me give his it. handle. Okay. Well, folks, we're going to drop your text now. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us out here at Service from Hell, we'd love to have you subscribe, rate, and or review the show wherever you listen. But you're listening on Sirius XM right now, and we really appreciate that. It will help us reach more people that need to be schooled on the art of being kind, and will be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry. If you want to get in touch with us here directly at Service from Hell, send us your receipts to servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you all. And we, we owe you all a listener letter episode. We know that we are super backed up. Thank you for everybody that has emailed us. We really are... That's happening we're really sorry for the delay remember if you can't afford to tip you can't afford to go out so don't be garbage and be good to people it's easier that way thanks for being on miss gracie thank thank you you for your time we love you kathy oh we do love you kathy (laughs) uh and gracie you gave us so much time you're gonna be a two-weeker you get two you're gonna be on serious exam twice well done you well folks thank you so much for listening find gracie find kitty goose on all the things good night